Welcome to Marketing School, the only podcast that provides daily top-level marketing tips and strategies from entrepreneurs that practice what they preach and live what they teach. Let's start leveling up your marketing knowledge with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. All right, Marketing School listeners have a special message from our sponsor, DreamHost. If you want to rank higher on Google, you want to make sure your website loads super fast. Check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Sue, And I'm Neil Patel. And today we are going to talk about how to build a defensible moat around your income. So let's define what defensible moat means first and then I'll kick it over to you, Neil. So Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, Berkshire Hathaway founders, they always talk about loving to invest in a business that has a moat. So for example, when they invest in Coca-Cola back in the day, one of their most defensible moats is their brand. Same thing with Seize Candies, because even if inflation's going up, I mean, they can continually increase their prices because you know people love their brand and the quality is extremely high, right? So your moat can be the network effects that you have. So it could be like a Facebook or a WhatsApp or an Instagram type of business. It could be you know, again, talking about your brand. So you, there's a lot of different examples. And Neil and I will talk about how you can build a defensible moat around your income because you do not want to be holding to just one income stream or else if you lose it, you're kind of shit out of luck. You know, you know over the years is moats are harder and harder to build. It used to be like technology could separate you, but these days anyone can copy technology. The biggest thing that I've seen help really strong broats is brands. Whether it's a corporate brand or a personal brand, it's probably the strongest moat I've seen in a very long time. And brands tend to be pretty resilient compared to the competition. Yep. So the key thing there is, so we got brand and brands obviously take a long time to build. And I think it's a really, you know, a lot more people are saying it now, right? We've talked about the one man media company. You know, you can start blogging, whatever you're good at, start Twitter, start on podcast, start on video. But the key thing is you can start that way, but also brand can be the quality of your product too, right? So, or you can also be the first mover. So the quality of your product, again, sees candies, Coca-Cola. I'm not sure if it's, they're necessarily the best product in my old days. I used to like Pepsi more, you know, it depends, right? But if you're a first mover there, you can build that brand. But first let's talk about how you can build a brand and we'll talk about other ways, other examples of defensible moats. So Neil, do you want to continue on? When I think about branding, you know, as Eric mentioned, it takes a long time to build. I think about rule of seven, when someone sees or interacts with your brand seven times, that's when they become an evangelist and really get to understand the brand and become a loyal follower. The only real way to get someone to interact with you seven times is going omni-channel, going live, using social media, tweeting, blogging, doing SEO, content marketing, you know, email marketing, push notifications, chatbots, like the list keeps going on and on. And I know you maybe feel overwhelmed with all these channels out there, but that's how you build a brand. And you can start small by just using a few channels and then eventually keep adding on more and more in the future. Yeah. And because the context of this title is defensible moat around your income, I'm also going to talk about diversifying your income too, to protect you a little bit. So let's say you start out a consulting business first or an agency and you're just helping people grow their business or doing web design, whatever it is exactly. Well, 
once you start to get that income up, let's say you're making 100, 200 grand or so, and your, your expenses are covered, you have to think about, okay, what else can I do potentially to help diversify, right? So let's use Neil as an example. He's got his agency. He's got Ubersuggest. He's got Crazy Egg. He's got a lot of different things going on, and he continues to build over there. He's got you know, a lot of different other investments that we won't talk about here, but same thing with me too, right? If I think about it, I've got eight or nine different income streams right now. And so the important thing is if one goes down, you have many other legs to stand on. So you got to think about how else can you serve your customers? So for example, if we have an agency, it's like, okay, well, if we have a web dev team, can we build a specific product to serve a need that the market's looking for? And you can always survey your audience as well. This is why you should always build a brand and build an email list so you can hit them up and survey them. And then from there, you can just, you can decide to keep playing the game and you can keep building on it. Or if you're comfortable where you're at, that's completely fine. But I personally, I'm like, I get a little anxiety thinking I only have one or two income streams. I personally think if you have three or four at the very least, I can sleep a lot better. Yeah. And you know, you'll also find that you're not going to get them in one day. Just be patient. It takes time. Typically it's funny when people start making money, they want to make it defensible. Also, as you expand, build that brand and as time goes on, it also can more naturally happen. But at the beginning, when you start making good money, don't expect it to be defensible right away. It takes time to make it defensible. Just like it take you time to build up that income in the first place. Yep. So I'm going to rattle off a couple of things you can do in terms of defensible moats because we've talked mostly about brand and also diversifying, but there's a lot more, right? So switching costs. So for example, a phone services type of business, legally, at least in America, to cancel, you actually have to call the company to cancel, right? So that decreases churn a little bit, but also switching phone services is naturally hard to do. So that's going to make things a little tougher. And if you have regulatory protection as well, if the government's actually protecting your business, so actually that's kind of similar, but we're talking about if you're in the phone services business, you have the government kind of covering you a little bit, that's good, but you can't really rely on that. We talked about network effects, and then there's also other things that you can do around economies of scale, and then counter positioning, process power, things like that. So you should Google these things that I'm talking about because this is a short episode, but that is it for today. Before we go, go to marketingschool.io slash live. That's L-I-V-E. We actually got a new offer for you to check out over there, but same link, go over there. We hope to see you at the virtual event and eventually the live events that we have coming. So that's it for today and we'll see you tomorrow. We appreciate you joining us for this session of Marketing School. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit marketingschool.io for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to more episodes that will help you find true marketing success. That's marketingschool.io. Until next time, class dismissed.